everybody. Woo! I'm fucking back. Hell yeah. It's been so long. I missed you guys. Thanks for joining me tonight on a very special Thursday episode of the world's greatest show. We're doing a casual show tonight. It's so casual. Just seeing if I can uh, remember how to do this. Am I still good? We'll find out together. Let's knock the ring rust off of us. Gonna talk about my drunkation. Hell yeah. Had a great time. So thought I would spend like, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes telling you guys all about it because it was a fun time. So uh, don't worry. For those of you who don't like this kind of content, the regular show will be back tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. So uh, gonna do a full show Friday night, usual time, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. So be sure to tune in. But tonight, gonna get it out of the way. Talk about my vacation. Had a fun as shit, right? Before I do that, though, let's see what you guys got to say. Welcome back. Appreciate you. Hello, Dusty. Good to see you tonight, Golden Dragon. You're amazing. Who took care of the kitties? I got people for that. Ain't got to even worry about it. Shagging wagon. Hell yeah. Drunkation. Best vacation ever. The cat looks like it literally sitting on the couch. Yeah. Got them all back here, Mr. Pretty Boy. We got some kittens back here, too. One of the kittens right here. Got another kitten right here. You can, uh-oh. said. They're still skittish, goddammit. Get over it, kittens. What you gotta do? So story time with Uncle Dusty. Story time with Uncle Dusty. If you guys want to super chat me, that would be cool. I'll read all the super chats at the end of the show. I say, E already got us. Kicking me off as he does. Always got my back. Gotta love E. Fuck yeah. But, uh. Let's go ahead and just kick it off. Start talking about my vacation, y'all. First off, disclaimer, don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Like, you could die, right? Uh, dangerous. They're very dangerous, especially in this day and age where fentanyl is in every goddamn thing. They're in fentanyl and stuff that don't make no fucking sense. Don't do it. So, uh, but it might shock some of you guys to know that occasionally Dusty Enjoy some drugs. Now, yeah, be shocked. I know, I know. Uh, you didn't see that one coming, but like, uh, eh, to me, they can be fun. Now, once again, do not do drugs. I'm not encouraging anybody to do drugs. I'm saying you should not do drugs ever. Read the warning on the screen. Don't do drugs. Um, not encouraging you, but like, if you want to do it, some drugs are safer than other drugs, for fucking sure. No no doubt about it. There's some drugs you absolutely should not ever do, folks. Let's start off with the drugs you should ever do. Heroin. If you do heroin, you're going to fucking die. It happens to everybody. Like, all the famous people dying left and right from heroin. You don't want to fucking do heroin, dude. Eventually, you're going to find a batch that's fentanyl in it, or you're going to do too much. You're going to die. Don't do it. Don't do meth. Meth rots your teeth out, gets you all addicted, makes you act fucking stupid, gonna put you in jail. Do not do meth. Crack. Don't do fucking crack. My daddy literally died. Heart exploded in his chest from fucking crack. 54 years old. Don't do fucking crack. And obviously, don't do like crocodile. Don't do shit like that. Uh, what are the other bad ones? I wouldn't take any like uh, Oxycontin. All the opium-type pills, don't do them. They're highly fucking addicted. They'll fuck your life up. Don't do them. But, like, there are some drugs that just me personally, you shouldn't do them, but for me, I find them enjoyable and uh, relatively harmless. All right, just smoke weed. Nah, nah. Weed's good. Weed's definitely good. Um, so, 
what drugs do I like? All right, first off, acid. Acid, a pretty good drug. Um, I've done plenty of acid. I didn't do any acid this trip whatsoever, but I did plenty of acid. Acid puts you in a different headspace. It makes you see colors, and everything's real vibrant, and everything like moves. You look at the trees, and everything's flowing back and forth. Uh, it's very interesting drug. But like I think, just for now, for this period in my life, I've gotten everything I need from acid, and so like I'm I'm kind of moved past my acid stage. Um, mushrooms, mushrooms are very much like acid. They're like nature's version of acid. Uh, same thing. They're fun, especially if like you have a good trip, you're around good people out in nature. Mushrooms, fun to do, in my opinion. Now, alcohol is probably the most dangerous drug in the world. Alcohol is probably the most harmful drug in the world, but in moderation, at the right time, alcohol, also a very fun drug. Uh, weed, of course. Um, but uh, I actually have a preferred cocktail of drugs that I personally find the most interesting right now and that I like to do. Um, so Molly is usually a drug I like, but I haven't done Molly in a while. And I didn't do Molly on this vacation because what Molly does is, is it makes you sweat. It makes you super fucking hot. You're just drenched in sweat, and, like, you're already at a festival. You're already outside. It's already the summertime. You don't want to be fucking sweating your ass off. It just makes you feel nasty and shit. And so it does make you feel good, but it's a little bit too, like, up for me. So what I do is I prefer the more laid-back downer drugs. So my perfect cocktail is uh, marijuana, um, alcohol, nitrous, and ketamine. Kitties, K. That that's my uh, holy tr yeah, trinity, holy quadrity. Those are the four that I prefer the most right now. Once again, do not do drugs ever. Um, so you guys may or may not know this about me, but I'm a fucking homebody. I don't like to leave the house. I have not been on vacation in 20 years. It's not because I can't afford a vacation. It's not because I can't take the time off because I don't want to fucking go. I hate airplanes, I hate airports, I hate taxicabs, hate traveling, hate leaving my house. I got like the state-of-the-art VR systems here. I can go to, get out of my teeth, I can go to anywhere in the universe, really. And it's like I'm fucking there in my air-conditioned bed. Why would I fucking travel? So like, it really would take the perfect offer to get me to go anywhere. A hundred percent. Am I still on the air? I'm going to assume I'm still in the air. No one said anything. But I got the perfect offer, folks. Are we still in the fucking air? The chat is not going. Did I get cut off already? Has it already deleted me from YouTube? Possibly. Fuck. That didn't take long. Okay, now it's gone. Okay, I guess it's popping now. Cool. So as I was saying, folks, um... I got no reason to travel. I don't like it. Don't enjoy it. Don't enjoy the fucking experience. So it really would take the perfect fucking thing to get me out of the goddamn house. 100%. Um, but I did. I got the perfect offer. Um, I'm writing. I wrote, a, I, like, I wrote a book of my experience. So some of this I'm going to kind of read and some of it I'm kind of remember. So uh, forgive me. Either I'm wasted or I still see you, Dusty. All right, good. Still working. Good. It just like locked up. The chat locked up a little bit. It's fine. Well, we're going. So I just want to say like, uh, first off, if you're judging me for doing drugs, that's fine. Like you can judge me all you want to. Like, pfft, that's cool. I don't really care. 
um, because like uh, I'm an adult and I've done all the research, I've educated myself on the subject matter, and I know that the substances I take are safe uh, because of the place I get them from. It's very trusted. Um, but I'm in a very unique situation, so I don't recommend any of you do this. But like, if you want to judge me, judge me. It's all good. Like, who gives a fuck, right? Uh, your opinion of me is none of my fucking business, basically. Um, but if you do do drugs, there are some ways that are safer than others. First off, first rule is drugs are a team sport. Drugs should almost always be done with other people who have your back, who have experience doing these same drugs, you watch each other, you keep each other safe. Because drugs can put you in a very vulnerable position, not just, the drugs I do, it's very unlikely you're going to OT, so you don't really got to worry about that too much, unless you get some bad shit that has fentanyl in it, which you got to be very careful with. But you can, like, have bad trips, you can have bad experiences, you can find yourself in places where you don't feel comfortable, and having other people there to calm you down almost ensures you're going to have a much better trip. So really what I suggest is if you're going to try drugs, find yourself what I call a shaman. Now, when I say shaman, I'm not talking about any spiritual sense of the word. So if you meet somebody that starts talking gobbledygook, spiritual bullshit, stay the fuck away from them. When I say shaman, all I'm talking about is someone who has more experience with these drugs than you do and who will guide you through the process, who will be there to have your back and that you can rely on because, uh, like I said earlier, being comfortable and calm is the best way to ensure that you have a good time and you don't fucking flip out. And um, I've only ever had two shamans in my life. I'm very picky on who I choose to be my shaman. I had a, what I consider a shaman in Denver, a guy who was much younger than I was, but he had a lot more experience doing these drugs than I did. And so he uh, guided me through it. He looked out after me. He made sure that we only got the best, purest stuff because he knew the right people. And uh, I chose wisely because I never had a single bad experience in Denver all the time we did it. And it was cool. Which uh, brings me to E. E. So uh, apparently E has been watching my videos for like well over a decade. He actually had a shirt on. One of the original Logic shirts that was handmade in my kitchen by my ex-wife from like 10 years ago. So E has been around forever. But uh, I wasn't aware of E until the last couple years. And E is like the number one donor to the show. You guys are very generous uh, and amazing to me. But the number one person who's donated the most money to the show is E. So something about the show E really likes. He tells me that I uh, speak his voice, that I do this because he can't, so he supports it. And I, I really appreciate it. Like, I can't uh, I thank E enough for what he's done for me. And uh, the dude is also an incredibly fucking interesting character. We've actually become friends over the last couple of years. Uh, when he comes through my hometown, he lets me know, and he stops, and we have dinner together, and we hang out and chat, and, like, we're friends now. And so, I know this guy. It's not a, just a stranger. Hopefully, he won't mind me saying some of this about him. He said he'd be fine with it. But um, So, he is a former Marine who fought in Beirut. And uh, when he left the military, he'll have to correct me on this, but he got a uh, master's degree in what I believe is biochemistry. You'll have to correct me on that. I think that's what it is. So, he is like a legit scientist. Dude knows his stuff. Like, you can talk to him, and you can, you know, immediately, this guy's a fucking genius scientist. Um, and then, 
he became an amazing tattoo artist, and he also builds these custom rocket boards, which are these engine-powered skateboards that are like death traps that go 40 miles an hour. They're these crazy things, but they're like beautiful works of art. And uh, he sells those. He hasn't, he hasn't corrected me yet, so I'm assuming I'm doing pretty good here. But I didn't know this at the time. He is best known nationwide as the dead pirate. Bachelors in organic chemistry. Okay, I was close. Bachelors in organic chemistry. I was so close. I said bio. Anyway, so he's known across the country as the dead pirate, which is like this persona he undertakes as he travels around the country as one of the most prolific currently living deadheads in the world. And in case you don't know what a deadhead is, basically a deadhead are fans of the Grateful Dead's music. And they travel the country, and they go to all the concerts, and they, they hang out. They basically have this giant family of people that stick together, have each other's backs, and they love the Grateful Dead music. And uh, I guess they don't live that long. I think a lot of them like, get involved in the drugs you shouldn't do, and they die off. And so he is one of the longest-living deadheads he has gone to see yeah dead pirate is e by the way uh he has gone to see over 650 grateful dead shows 650 grateful dead shows so i mean that's like a lot right i I don't know if there's any living person right now who's going to see more grateful dead shows than e he's a professional deadhead he knows the scene better than fucking anybody else and like he's already the type of guy that stands out because like he's a he's a big guy he's got this uh big beard i'll show show you a little a a picture of him in a minute so you can get it but he always stands out but he also drives this giant full-size school bus this magic bus it's as big as a fucking boat so over the years in the grateful dead circus he's sort of become a fixture Everybody knows who he is. And the entire time that I was out with him, people would recognize him left and right. We like couldn't walk five fucking feet with somebody coming up to recognize E. The whole time we were together, I got recognized one time, and he was getting recognized all over the place. So at least in these circles, like he was way, way more fucking famous than I am. For sure. It wasn't even close. Uh, so he made me an offer that I could not refuse, which is the why I decided to go on this vacation to begin with. Since he is such a popular figure in the Grateful Dead community, and he knows absolutely everybody. He knows absolutely where to get the purest drugs from the most trustworthy people who he knows they won't fuck you over. He knows they don't add anything. He knows what he's doing, right? Because this is what he fucking does. So, he agreed to keep me 100% safe and pay for everything and buy me whatever drug I wanted to as I walked around my first music festival high as balls. Literally offered to pay for whatever I want to and keep me fucked up the whole time while he stayed sober so he could baby babysit me, right? He was like my guardian angel just sitting back making sure I was okay and providing me with whatever the fuck I want. And I was like, Obviously, I can't pass it up. This is the most baller shit I ever heard in my fucking life. You're going to put me on a magic bus, give me all the drugs I want to, babysit me, 
show me the best of this music festival and keep me safe and let me fucking party. So obviously I was like, fuck yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. It sounded amazing and it turned out to be fucking amazing. And I've always been kind of curious about the Grateful Dead scene anyway. Like I wasn't very familiar with the music. But I know the loyalty the Grateful Dead fans have, and I was, you know, wondering why. What is it about the scene that makes people so loyal? What, what is it about the scene that would make E go 650 times, right, other than the drug? So I was fucking curious. Um, so I was curious it firsthand directly from uh, the people who know it the best, which E is. So obviously we'd be here if I, I, I would have said yes. I said yes. So the first thing I did was I uh, flew to Indianapolis, Indiana, which was the closest place to his uh, magic school bus. So dude picks me up at the airport, Indianapolis. First thing, get off the plane. He hands me a weed pen, had some like badass uh, Jedi Kush or some shit in it. Hands me a beer and he hands me a giant bottle of nitrous. So I almost cried. Like we're starting out as good as he could possibly fucking get. Like, some of my favorite shit in the world, right off the bat. I'm like, hell yeah. So, basically, I spent the first day getting drunk and doing nitrous and just uh, hanging out with Ian and his wife, Sierra. And uh, had a, a fucking great time. For those who don't know nitrous, it's like laughing gas. It's the same thing they give you at the dentist office. It's uh, completely legal. Like, Jeff Bezos is one of the biggest drug dealers in the world right now. You can literally go to Amazon and you can buy just all the nitrous you want. You don't have to have an ID, nothing. They just ship it to your fucking house, right? And like at all your local head shops and shit, they sell nitrous bottles. So we're not talking about anything illegal here. This is all fucking completely goddamn legal. And uh, basically nitrous makes you, it's a disassociative. So it kind of makes you feel out of yourself a little bit. And it makes you go, wah, 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 wah. It makes you kind of feel euphoric. Makes you feel a little bit drunk. It's fun. And it's pretty safe. The only real way you can die from nitrous is like if you fill up a bag and you put the bag over your head and you pass out and suffocate. That's basically the only way that it's super uh, fucking dangerous. So, so the first day hanging out with E and his wife, uh, doing nitrous, having fucking fun and shit. Great first day. Yeah, chef used nitrous to make whipped cream. That's what it's supposed to be sold for. Nitrous doesn't phase you. You ain't doing enough of it. Yeah, the wah, 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 wahs is fun. Did Dead Pirate do you like it? Like trying to dance music? Not really. More of a jam band type stuff. Makes me nauseous too. Yeah, you got to get like uh, some sea legs for all this stuff, right? So, anyway, next day we load up the Magic Bus. Let me, I got some video of the Magic Bus. Yeah. Let me see. Where is it? Mm, that, is that it? Nope. I thought I loaded this shit up. Let me go look it up. Boom. All right. Move it over here. All right, let me scroll over here. Move all the stuff around. Show you guys a picture of E so you can get a, a, a view of what E looks like. So you can feel what I'm going through. All right, let's see. It's under new folder, vacation video. Here we go. Boom. All right, there we go. Move this over to this screen. All right, now I got to change screen so you guys can actually see it. So here's uh, E's magic boss. Like I said, it's a big as a fucking boat. This is basically his boat. Shing! There we go. Ease magic bus. 
So it's a full-size bus. This thing's big as fuck. And there's the inside of it. It's basically a rolling scrapbook of memories from his 650 dead concerts. It's really an awesome idea. And there's E. It's what he looks like. Boom! There's E. There's the dead fucking pirate. Amazing tattoo artist. And there's his uh, cute-ass little dog, Brucey. Brucey went with us. Hell yeah. Cute as shit. And then uh, here's the magic bus. Got a bunk up here. Got a queen-size bed in the back. Even got a toilet. Got a microwave. It's got a uh, giant... Uh... The fuck's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's got a thing on the front. Uh, what the fuck's the word? I'm too stoned. Anyway, it's got air conditioning, both in the front and back. Generator, that's what I'm looking for. It's got a generator on the front of this giant generator that runs two air conditioning units that are on the top. So the thing is like completely cool as fuck. Got everything you need in there to have a good time. Hell Yeah. It's hippie crack. Yeah, you're talking about a nitrous. Nitrous, they call that hippie crack. So there's E's a badass bus. Fuck yeah. Let me scroll down to where I was. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then one thing I learned uh, immediately right away, and this was so fucking funny. So uh, E sounds exactly like Rick from Rick and Morty. Like, it is so uncanny. Now, now he's, not, he's not doing an imitation of Rick. He's not trying to sound like Rick. He just fucking sounds exactly like Rick from Rick and Morty. And he's already, he's already the scientist, so even the things that he says sounds like Rick. And uh, I guess, like, like, he had some, something happened to him in Be- Beirut where they, like, poisoned the water supply, so he has uh, some minor gastrointestinal problems. So even the, some of the noises he makes sounds exactly like Rick. So basically, I'm being driven around by this guy cussing at the at the traffic. Come on, get by me, motherfuckers! Why are you slowing down? Don't slow down to see the goddamn bus. The fuck's wrong with you? Goddamn son of a bitch! Slow it down in front of me. Thanks, asshole. And it's and it's a fucking. You just have to experience it. I have to get him on video sometime and let you guys see. I actually asked him if he knew the people that made Rick and Morty because it's so uncanny that I honestly had to question whether they knew him and they based the character off of him. That's how dead on he sounds like Rick from Rick and Morty. So the whole time I'm being driven across the country to Pennsylvania uh, by Rick. In fact, he sounds so much like Rick, I eventually started calling him Rick as a joke, but apparently other people do the same thing. And uh, it's pretty fucking funny. The whole thing was basically like I was in a movie doing nitrous and, and, and drinking and, having Rick drive me around in a fucking boat. Like, it was pretty uh, pretty cool, to be honest with you. So that night, we decided to stop through on our way to the Peach Festival and go to a Grateful Dead concert. I've never been to a Grateful Dead concert, obviously. It's my first time. Apparently, they have a lot of the different iterations of the Grateful Dead. And uh, I guess Jerry Garcia, who was like the main Grateful Dead guy, he's been dead for a while. And so uh, the latest iteration is called Dead & Company, I think. Um, I guess John Mayer is the new guitarist for the Grateful Dead and whatever. So we finally got to the Grateful Dead concert. We pull up in the RV section and this giant bus, and, like, everybody's looking and waving. Like, it draws a crowd. I feel like I was in a parade. I was like, yeah, hey, everybody. Of course, I'm fucked up on nitrous and 
I didn't smoke any DMT. I only did those four drugs. Uh, but it was cool. Everybody was like, yeah, hey, how you doing? It, it like, really drew a crowd. And so, like, not shitting you. As soon as we stepped out the bus, for the first 10 seconds, uh, this really nice family walked up, and they handed us these three giant professionally catered deli sandwiches, like $15-looking sandwiches each, and professional, like, plastic catering cases. Like, I mean, this was professional chef shit. Just handed didn't know us from Adam, just handed up, walked up and handed it to us out of nowhere just to make sure we were fed. So, like, right away, I started getting an idea of what he's talking about with his family and how they take care of each other and how nice everybody is to each other. And I wasn't used to this. You know, I, I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, a, a lot of my experience with people on drugs have been sort of negative, you know. So, I was worried that these people might be similar, but they weren't at all. So, we decided to start off the day by going to the lots. And apparently, uh, the lots is where they have these makeshift road, makeshift, makeshift roads outside of the 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 theater where the music's being played, where all of the vendors set up to sell like food, uh, Grateful Dead merchandise, shit like that. And uh, of course, it was like shoulder to shoulder. There were so many people out there. It's amazing that after all these years, how many people are still moved and inspired by the Grateful Dead music. Because it was fucking packed out there. And, you know, he is an old head at this. He knows that you can very easily get separated from each other. And I didn't have my phone on me or anything. I left my phone on the bus because I was afraid I'd fucking lose it. So the first thing he says is, everybody stick close together. Don't lose me. Keep your eyes front. You know, and I'm like, okay. Like, he knows what he's talking about. So, like, uh, his wife's following him. I'm following her. Try not to get lost in the crowd. So I walk past this uh, food stand. And there's like these uh, bomb-ass-looking gyros that have a picture of Jerry Garcia on them. Um, look over for just a half a second to look at these awesome motherfuckers. Not even a second passes. I turn around. Boom! He and his wife are gone like a fucking magic trick. Vanish into fucking thin air. And I was like, oh, my God! He gave me one rule. I've already failed this mission immediately. Fuck my life! So I'm, all, I'm looking around for him. I can't nowhere to be found. Really know where, know where to find him in these fucking crowds. So, um, obviously, I did uh, exactly what you would expect me to do. I walked around, and I found the first person selling nitrous balloons, and I bought me a couple because, yeah, I had to get fucking high again immediately. So, apparently, they're just selling nitrous balloons out there like it ain't fucking nothing. It's just part of the scene. Walked up and found this kid and uh, sold me two nitrous balloons, two for 20, which apparently is a terrible fucking deal. I didn't know. Didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Newbie saw me coming. Apparently, a good deal on nitrous balloons is like a four for 20 or even five for 20. He knows people. He can get five for 20. I don't know shit. I got two for 20, but I didn't care, man. I was all fucking happy uh, walking around, sucking on my nitrous balloons. I had an AI draw a picture of what that would look like. Here we go. Boom! Here's me. Here's Dusty walking around, sucking on his nitrous balloons at the festival. Here's the cool thing about AI. You don't have to take pictures of your vacation anymore. You can just get AI to draw your vacation for you later afterwards. Works out beautifully. Didn't even have to take my camera at all. That is not legal, though. It's not technically legal, but they turn a blind eye to it at the Grateful Dead concerts. No one seemed to really give a fuck at all. 
that's my experience. So I'm just happy as a fucking lark walking around, sucking down my nitrous balloons. And uh, I guess I stand out. Now I'm a kind of an older, clean cut, white dude, no tat, sucking on two balloons. So uh, everybody was like smiling at me and whispering at me. Um, and one of the things I noticed everybody was doing is they walk around and you hold up one finger. And uh, at first I was wondering what the fuck was going on, but Ian had explained to me earlier at dead concerts, there's something called a miracle where if you walk around holding up one finger, sometimes somebody will walk up to you and just give you a free ticket to go to the Grateful Dead concert. They call it a miracle. And I was like, no, they don't. This is some fucking bullshit. Ain't nobody gonna walk up to strangers and just give them a fucking free ticket to a concert. Once again, did not yet understand the family behind the whole Grateful Dead scene. And uh, so I'm just walking around looking for E, uh, doing my nitrous balloons. This guy passes me. And everybody's like looking at me, right? Because I think that they think that I'm like this rich old dude or something because of the way I look and dress and everything. I was, I was just like this. But you know what I'm talking about. Um, and I guess they thought maybe I was walking around looking for people to give tickets to. And I didn't. I didn't have extra fucking tickets to give away. So dude walks past me and he's like, we'll do anything for a ticket. We'll do anything. And I mean anything. We'll suck your dick for a ticket. Now, like, I didn't have no ticket. Like, I wouldn't have given it to him to suck my dick anyway, but didn't have it. Uh, don't know if he got one. But then there's a guy who walked right in front of me with a fish t-shirt on. And then I heard, and he was doing this, and I heard somebody behind me, hey, fish, you're our road dog. And I guess that means we got a free ticket for you. And he turned around, he's like, really? And they're like, yeah, come on, you're with us. And I saw a miracle, folks. I actually saw this shit right in front of me. And it was beautiful. Like, it's a real fucking thing. They're just so good to each other in this fucking family. They just walk around and give each other tickets and shit. It was awesome. Uh, so then, one of the, other than that, one of the first things I realized was just how unbelievably nice everybody is. Like, I know everybody's on drugs, so you, you want to be nice, but I've been around people on drugs, and they're not always this nice. But literally, everybody's walking around, I love you, I love you, I love you. Everybody's got each other's back. It's really a fucking giant family. Like, I can totally understand why you'd want to be involved in this because of the people out there. Uh, it was just all really good vibes. So eventually I kill my balloons, uh, and I find Ian Sierra again. And E has loaded, uh, has located uh, the fourth and most important element of my favorite cocktail, which is uh, K, ketamine, uh, also known as Kitties. He, uh, like I said, he knows everybody, and I guess he found it from one of the vendors there. And, but you know, uh, K, ketamine, is like a horse tranquilizer. It's a disassociative. Uh, they're using it right now in a lot of therapies to treat PTSD and I can definitely understand why. They've had people that have done K and stopped being racist. They've had people done K and stopped drinking. And uh, we'll get into why a little bit later. But when you do weed, alcohol, nitrous, and ketamine, those four things together, to me, it's the perfect fucking combo. And it's incredibly fucking intense. It puts me in a headspace like, I'm going to do my best to describe it in a minute. But... So uh, the vendors invite us behind the thing, um, and uh, he hands me the ketamine, and uh, I do two snorts of it, one in each nostril. And holy fucking shit. 
to this day, that moment is as high as I've ever fucking been in my whole life. It was like being shot in a goddamn rocket ship. And, uh, let me explain what it feels like. Basically, you feel like you're outside of your body watching yourself. It's like you're watching yourself walk around. It's like you're no longer in control of your body. You're no longer really inside your body. You're like outside of your body trying to control it from afar. Like you're trying to control a robot or something, like telepathically. So like, I start questioning, do I even have the ability to walk anymore? You have to like, will yourself to do it. Okay, robot in front of me. Uh, Put your foot in front of another. Put your foot in front of the other. Walk. I'm literally teaching myself how to walk on the fly again. Move forward, keep your balance, don't fall over, don't make a fucking fool out of yourself. And uh, so here's the closest thing. All right, I'm going to actually show you a video. To me, this is the closest way I can illustrate what it feels like. And this is not obviously not a perfect illustration of any of this. But to me, it feels like the loading screen from Assassin's Creed. This is what it feels like. Everything seems otherworldly. It seems like a video game. It doesn't seem real. Everything has like a white tint to it. Like you can see the other people. And you can see the the booths and stuff. And you can see the roads. But it's like it's not even fucking real. Everything got has a blinding white tint to it. And you're, like I said, outside of yourself. And it overtakes you. It's such an odd experience and an odd feeling that you have to like overcome your shock, overcome your amazement, just so you can drink it in and try to process what the fuck is happening. And yeah, it can be a little scary to be honest with you, especially if you're not used to it, being out with like other people and stuff. Yeah, I was on the Animus. That's exactly what it feels like, y'all. Let me keep playing this video. Feels exactly like this. And you start questioning reality itself. You start wondering if you actually are in a simulation or not. If the world actually is real or not. And while, like I said, it can be kind of scary, it's also sort of exhilarating and freeing. Because while you're questioning if the world exists or not, the cares that you usually have kind of fade away from you. You know, worrying if you're looking stupid or people laughing at you, if you look silly. Worrying if you're headed even the right direction or not. Even the big things. Worrying if you're going to die or not. It all seems so much less important. It all seems like even if you make the wrong decision, you have another chance to make it right again. And that feeling just, it's really fucking hard to describe. It starts to, it makes you feel like there are no stakes. Like your only goal in this existence is to experience and you're doing that. You're doing exactly what you're meant to do. And it's such a fucking unusual headspace. I've never had any other combination of drugs that have gotten me to that place, which is why it's my favorite. And, and it only lasts, like, K, like, even if you have a really intense experience, if you wait 30 minutes, it dissipates. So it's not like this really long-lasting experience, so you don't have to, like, freak out about it. If you don't like it, it'll go away soon. Just fucking calm down. And uh, so I was having a lot of fun. 
But I'm walking around for a minute and it's so fucking intense that I'm like, I have to fucking sit down. Immediately I have to sit down. So I find a little grassy spot next to this fender and I just plop down, cross my leg Indian style and just sit there with my eyes closed and try to regain my bearings in the universe. Try to figure out if this is real life or not. And uh, of course, E knows the vendors that are right there because he knows fucking everybody. So he basically sits down in the chair next to him and starts talking to them. They're having a good old time catching up, and I'm just sitting there uh, floating back and forth out in the space. Can't even talk because my mouth can't form fucking words. Just trying to control my astonishment by what I'm experiencing. Because I really have, I mean, I've done K before, I've done this stuff before, but it's never been this intense before. I've never had this stuff as pure. I've never done as much. I've never had it like this. So uh, I sat there for a while for 10 minutes. He was like, uh, y- you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's relative anyway. But uh, yeah, I think I'm fine. So I get up and I reteach myself how to walk. So immediately he buys me uh, another beer, another couple of nitrous balloons. And uh, he's the dead pirate, of course. So he likes rum drinks. So uh, he gets himself a rum drink. And I tried one of his rum drinks. It was really fucking good. And everywhere we went, people were just running up to E, telling him how awesome he was. I mean, he wasn't planning it, but it was almost like he was planning it. It was like some kind of infomercial for this guy. It was crazy. Like, apparently, E just goes around helping people. Like, that's his fucking thing. And everywhere we went, they were either coming up to him telling him how much he had helped them, or they were like, hey, you remember Jeremy? Yeah, Jeremy was suicidal. And now he's talking about how every day is better than the last. And he gives you full credit, E. Like, and it wasn't just a few people doing this. Like, everywhere we went, people were telling him this. And, it, you know, it's kind of wild because he's like this kind of a, he's not like a, a real smiley guy. He's like a kind of a gruff pirate guy. But apparently that's what he fucking does. He just goes around and helps motherfuckers. And uh, it, it obviously gave me a lot of respect for him. But uh, it showed me that I was right to put my trust in him because he is such a staple in this community. Everywhere he goes, every fucking body knows him. And he's got an incredible fucking reputation. Like, no one's saying anything bad about E. And uh, so then it gets dark. I, I tried to get E to send me this footage. I don't guess he did. Um, but... He's like, you ready for the show? And I was like, yeah, we're still, we're, we're still outside. It gets dark. We're next to one of the vendor booths. And I was like, yeah, what show? And he's like, watch. And uh, so this lady walks out. She looks like she's, I don't know, 45, 50s. But like, she's in good shape, though. And takes all of her clothes off. Strips down completely naked. And then right in front of us starts doing this fire dance. Swinging this fire all over the place. Fire all over her head, fire back and forth. Uh, Sierra E's wife told me that one of the main reasons she doesn't naked is because it makes it uh, harder to catch your clothes on fire. Uh, apparently, her name was Poo Poo. No idea how she got that nickname. So she's sitting there naked as shit, slinging fire off around. And then uh, cops pull up right behind her in a golf cart. And they're like, lady, put your clothes back on. And she's still going. And she's like, why? You guys got the best show. You guys got the best seats out here. And she keeps going. And she's like, put your clothes back on, lady. So finally she finishes. Like, ain't nobody really sweating the cops anyway. 
And uh, she puts her clothes back on, which uh, he got the whole thing on video. I should I was trying to get that ahead of time, but I did. I'll have to show you guys on the next show. Fun as fuck. And uh, so then we're walking around and he meets some other people that he knows. And uh, he kind of knows a few of them, but he doesn't know the other ones. Like he doesn't know all of them really well. And they're like, hey, instead of like paying these kids for nitrous, which is just basically throwing money away. Why don't we all chip in and get a family tank? Apparently, a family tank is a con is a concept. So basically, a nitrous comes in tanks, and they used to make like dentist offices and stuff. And uh, I guess if you like have an ice cream parlor and need a big tank, you can get it there. But like the normal person can't get fucking big tanks. I've tried. I've called up. I've tried to lie. Wasn't successful. So they're like, let's just all chip in for a giant tape uh, tank of nitrous, a family tank that we can all share. And uh, so some of these people that know each other and some of these people that don't, they were all just chipping in together to trust this kid to take all their money and go buy this tank of nitrous for them. And he chipped in uh, to help me get my own personal tank and uh, other people chipped in. And so we raised, I think it was like $450 what we needed. So we all chipped in $450 and uh, gave this money to this kid. And I was like, okay, this seems shady as fuck. This is definitely shady. So the kid takes the money and he says, I'll be back in 20 minutes. And he leaves. And so then the cops come and the cops are like, everybody's got to disperse. If you guys don't disperse, we're going to think you're suspicious and have to search you. So we uh, leave the streets. We go right around behind uh, the vendors booths and stuff. And we set up like a, a, a little camp circle and wait on this kid to return with our nitrous. And, uh, I hit some K again, so I'm going through a K-ho again. I'm in another fucking universe. Mouth don't work. I feel like I'm not a very good conversationalist, which is strange for me. And I hate that. I, I, I feel like I'm not being good company, but literally my fucking mouth won't talk. And so I'm just sitting there in amazement trying to drink it all in, literally in another state I've never been to before. I'm in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Underneath the biggest sky you can fucking imagine. Stars just shining above me. Not really knowing where the fuck I'm at. Nobody knows where I'm at. Surrounded by strangers. Yet I felt completely comfortable. Had no fear whatsoever. And we're drinking. Uh, they're providing us with free drinks and shit. All these strangers that I don't know. Couldn't be fucking nicer. Uh, then we start talking to Poo Poo. The woman who uh, was throwing the fire all around. And she walks up and uh, she starts... Uh, telling me about this tattoo he gave her he is a genius tattoo artist and she shows me and she has a tattoo of jerry garcia on her vagina she showed me the whole thing and i was like holy god you have to send me a picture of, of all this so i can show it on my show i didn't get the fucking pictures uh, yet and then uh we talked to her for her for a while and she was nice and then i guess uh, she didn't make as much money that weekend as she thought and so uh she needed some gas money to get home and so of course e Gives her $100. I think that's how much you gave her. At least $100 because he that's what he does. He fucking helps everybody. Just Johnny on the spot to be so generous. So right there in front of me, he helps her. And, of course, she's uh, real thankful. And so we're sitting all around this uh, campfire. Yeah, I'm a deadhead now. Hanging out. And uh, uh, like an hour passes. And I'm like, this kid ripped you guys off. Like, I've dealt with drug dealers before. You get ripped off a lot. That's just the drug game. Like, especially if you give a kid $450 and just expect him to come back. He's not going to come back, obviously. Like, I know, 
like I, I may seem like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I do. We got ripped off. And I kept saying that, and they got kind of mad at me. They were like, dude, that's not cool. And I was like, why? And, th- and they were explaining to me, this is a fucking family. It doesn't work like that here. We don't fuck each other over here. If he didn't return, there is a reason he didn't return. He's in jail or something. He had car trouble. There's a fucking reason for this shit. And I was like, nah, man. He fucking ripped us off. Obviously he fucking ripped us off. And he was like, shh, don't, don't say that, dude. Don't say that. You don't know, Dustin. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So anyway, we waited probably two hours for this tank to come. Never showed up. And uh, so we were ready to go to uh, back to the bus and go to bed. He, he was tired of waiting. So I've never seen this shit before. But the other people in the circle gave E his money back. People on drugs gave somebody their fucking money back. Even though they didn't know if they got ripped off or not. Even they didn't know that this tank would ever show up. They still respected and loved E enough to give him his fucking money back for this tank we chipped in on. Never seen fucking anything like that. So at this point, I'm fucked up. And uh, E has a cataract, so he doesn't see real well at night. So uh, I I don't know if it's a test or not. So he's kind of trusting me to get us back to the bus. And I don't know where the fuck we're going. I'm on ketamine. I'm on nitrous. I'm drunk. Never been here before. But to me, it's like a fucking adventure. I already feel like I'm in a video game. So I'm handling this shit like I'm in like a Rick and Morty adventure. And I'm all excited. It's a quest to find the bus. So uh, we head one direction. Wrong fucking direction. Head the other direction. No clue where I am. So I see this group of people in front of me. I walk up to them, and it smells bomb. It's like the strongest weed smell you ever smelled. And I was like, man, it smells awesome over here. And uh, they were like, uh, you guys all right? And I was like, hey, uh, this is Rick. I'm Morty. We're on a quest to find our bus. We came in on like this Grateful Dead bus. And I'm going to fucking find this shit. And so this kind of a shorter, uh, kind of a pudgy looking young guy with a beard. He was fucking awesome, though. He's like, you want me to help you? And I was like, yes, I love you. So he uh, walks over and he shows us this path. And he says, I'm pretty sure this path leads you back to your bus. And it didn't look like a path. It looked like a, 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 a field of darkness. And he's like, I know it doesn't look like there's a path there, but trust me, just trust me. Walk out in that field and you will eventually see where you're going and you will find your bus again. So... I was like, cool, I fucking love you, dude. I was walking around high as fuck. I was telling everybody I loved them because I did love everybody. And I took the leave of faith. Me and E walked into the uh, dark field. And as we got in there a little bit, the path opened up to us. We began to see it. And as we got to the other side of the field, boom, there was his fucking bus right there waiting for us. Couldn't believe it. I had completed my quest. So then we walk up to the bus, and I sh- it was like out of a fucking movie. All right, so where we were was like way far away from the bus. The whole circle we were at, way for the guy with the tank was, it was like a mile and a half away from where the, his bus was, right? We walk up to the bus, and we see these, gu- these uh, guys in this other bus who were sitting next to us, and we had talked to them earlier, and uh, we were like, hey, we should go over and tell those guys that we think they're cool, just because we were on drugs and we were being friendly. And so I was going to walk over and tell these guys we thought they were cool, and the guy with the nitrous tank just happens to step out of their car, and there he is with the whole full fucking nitrous tank, not even touched. And he was like, I told you, I told you, we don't fuck each other over here. It's family. Couldn't fucking believe it. 
I was like, oh my god, I feel so bad. I feel so wrong. There he fucking is, man. And that guy was like, he was like, man, I went on my quest to get this for you, and I wasn't like gonna not complete my quest. So anyway, it just showed me like uh it seems like the Grateful Dead are their family is amazing. Everything they told me was right the fuck on. They don't uh fuck each other over. I mean, I'm sure it happens, but they didn't fuck E over at all. Wasn't even a question, and like I, I was wrong. The question that this guy ripped us off, like, I don't fucking know. I'm, I've never been involved in this kind of thing, right? I've never seen this kind of loyalty amongst strangers and a family at all. So, uh, pretty cool. So uh, then, man, we go to bed, sleep in this air-conditioned bus, and we wake up the next day, and we're headed to the Peach Festival in Pennsylvania. That's the uh, huge festival. My first festival ever. Never been to one. Like, I went to like a, mo- a monkeys concert when I was a kid. I went to Lollapalooza when I was 20, but I hadn't, hadn't done anything since then. No real festivals, nothing. So it was a whole other day the next day of me uh, doing nitrous and laughing my ass off, doing drugs as I have Rick drive me around in his spaceship, cussing and spitting the whole way. And then we finally uh, make it to the Peach Festival. And I immediately recognize the Peach Festival is not nearly as laid back as the Grateful Dead concerts. The Peach Festival is set up to make as much fucking money as they possibly can. It's a totally capitalistic organization, right? Like, just the basic tickets to get in are $300 a person. RV parking is another $500. They have a camping section. If you want to get in that camping section, another $100. They have, like, a plus, plus, plus pass that gets you into, like, uh, the front row of concerts. They even had a glamping section, $2,000 a person. You get this uh, tent to yourself. I guess it's air conditioned. I didn't go over there. You get a concierge that'll go to town for you and pick up booze and shit for you. Just uh, it's super expensive. And, of course, he's paying for fucking everything. Like, he, man, talking about above and beyond the Call of Duty. E, man. So, uh, he leaves the bus for about five minutes. I don't know where he goes. I'm sitting on the bus having a beer. Comes back with this uh, young kid, about 25, named Justin. And he's like, Justin's going to take us to get some nitrous. I'm like, what? More nitrous? So this kid has his car, and he takes us to the local head shop, and we stop back up on these big tanks of nitrous again, because we got to have fucking nitrous. And this place is, like, way laid back, uh, way less laid back than the Grateful Dead place. So they don't allow you to sell nitrous there. There was no kids walking around selling balloons, except for Justin was doing it after we went to the, uh, the store and got nitrous. So we went and fucking got nitrous and shit, stocked up, hit the nitrous before we went in there. And uh, so then we went to the camping section. I'll show you guys the camping section. I got some video of that too. Pull it up here. Boom. There we go. I got to switch over so you guys can see it. There we go. Switch. All right. There's the magic bus. So there's the camping. Here's the camping section. There's like a whole area separate from the RV section and separate from the main uh, pavilion that has all the acts in it where you can camp. And you have to, of course, you have to have another special uh, camp pass to get out here. But obviously, once again, he has all this shit down to a fucking science. He has this special, this tent-like thing. It's almost like a giant uh, hammock that straps up off the ground into the trees, the three trees, and has a top on it and stuff. So he straps this shit in. 
up off the ground, up all the bugs and shit. It's like over here by this uh, this pirate-looking flag. That, that flag right there. It was over there. That's where our camp was, back up in this area. Once again, like I said, pro, pro shit. Knows exactly what he's doing, how to do this. We set up our second camp. So we got two camps now. We have uh, an RV camp with an air-conditioned RV. We have a second camp over here in the trees. And so then, after that, we go set up a third camp that's actually in the pavilion inside where all the acts are. So after we set up our camp, we walk inside. And uh, here it is. Here's the inside. This is the first day, so there wasn't a whole lot of people out here. This is like a Thursday. Uh, it picked up after this, big time. This is what the vendors look like. It's kind of like in a... Uh, a water park, as you can see, there's like a lazy river, and there's a water slide, and there's uh, all kinds of things. And the first thing I noticed was how expensive everything is. I shit you not, a single beer, 18 fucking dollars, y'all. $18 for a beer. Mixed drinks, $23, $24. The craziest shit. I'm like, $18 for a beer? Ain't facing E. E, every time my hand's empty, E handed me another alcoholic beverage. E don't give a fuck. He promised he was going to take care of me. Dude fucking took care of me every step of the way. So this is in uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Like, french fries, 20 bucks, hamburger, 20 bucks, everything. Crazy fucking expensive. But, didn't matter to E. Apparently, E is used to those prices, and they haven't uh, cordoned off, so, like, there's three different stages, and, like, every every stage has its own area, so you can't take, like, booze from one area to the other ones. I guess they have separate people that own the different places, and they want you to buy their overpriced booze the next area, so, like, you have to drink it all in one area before you go to the next area. It's crazy. And so, here's where our third camp is. There's an area in the grass at the top of the mountains. Like, we're basically in the mountains. This place is a, a ski lodge. They have, like, a ski lift and everything. It's beautiful out there, but, of course, it's in the summertime, so there's no skiing. They turn it into a concert venue. And so there's a grassed area, like, outside of the main tent that everybody does have the, uh, the plus-plus passes are, and we set up a third camp in that area. And like I said, he has it down to a science. Knows exactly what he's doing. So he has basically this portable it's like a canopy it's almost like a pup tent and we have it set up there and and it's brilliant it like gives you like not only does it give you shade from the sun or the rain but it kind of gives you like your only your own little space on the hill and like three people can sit up in there and uh you put like a chair up in there and sit on your like throne up in there and watch the music and stuff and you can also like stand out front and dance it dance in front of it and you have like your own area so let me go ahead and push uh, play here. This is outdoor, nighttime, and there's the main venue. I don't know who this is playing. Uh, Ween, maybe it's Ween. I don't know. A whole bunch of people were there. So that's where we were at. And, of course, I was out there fucking dancing my ass off, y'all. We actually got out there in the daytime before, this, uh, before it turned night like this. I got some uh, AI pictures to show you what it looked like. Here's me dancing on the hill. There we go. That's what I look like, dancing my little white ass off on the hill, having fun, on drugs, on the K. Didn't have no nitrous, unfortunately, on this day. Didn't have no fucking nitrous, but uh, E hooked me up with all the booze I wanted. Weed, people, weed was being passed around by everybody. Of course, E knew 
tons of people there that had weed. So uh, I was dancing my little ass off. Immediately lost my phone, lost my credit card, and lost my Tony Stark sunglasses. So the whole time I'm without my phone from the very first fucking day, wiggling my little ass, wiggling out of my fucking pocket, lost that shit. Here's the shitty part. Like, right before I left to go on the trip, I ran over my phone with my truck, crushed the whole thing, so I had to borrow somebody's phone to take it with me just so I'd have a way to contact, like, E if I got lost or whatever. So I lost this other person's phone immediately, all on drugs and shit. So that wasn't great. And uh, while we're at it, uh, here's a picture of me as a girl dancing on the hill. Yeah, like uh, AI. You got to love it. And uh, one more. Um, here's a picture of Fat Dusty dancing on the hill. That's what I looked like when I was fat dancing on the hill. But that's how I danced. Basically, AI got it down. It was amazing. Had a great time. So uh, then this, we rocked out that night. Went back. Took the trams back to the... Uh, the RV, and one thing I didn't realize before I went on this trip is how much walking there would be. I must have walked 50 goddamn miles on this trip. You got to walk from the RV area to the trams, from the trams inside, camping area, all over the place, back and forth. I mean, it was crazy, y'all. I got a lot of exercise, for sure. My legs are looking jacked. Did I try calling it? No, I didn't try calling it because, uh, it was lost the next day in the fucking field. But by the time I realized it, it was too late, right? So, next day, we go back out there, and uh, Justin is still around. So, Justin takes us back to another headshot. We stock up on nitrous once again. And I'm like, man, it's a shame we can't have this nitrous inside the venue. When you walk through the venue, they, like, wand you. They have a... Uh, metal detectors you can only take bags that are clear you can't even have a regular bag that is not completely fucking clear no carts nothing in there so you can't sneak shit in and so uh he's like don't worry i got this and starts uh putting nitrous bottles in his backpack and i'm like what he's like we're gonna sneak these in and i'm like we're gonna sneak nitrous in he's like yeah i got this don't worry about it and like i'm all fucking excited He's like, you going to help me, Dusty? And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to help you. Because I, I wasn't worried about getting arrested at all. Like, literally, I was thinking, if they arrest me, I'm going to make a video called I Got Arrested on Vacation. Going to get a million hits. It's going to be the coolest fucking thing that ever happened to me if I get arrested. So I was fucking excited. So, fills this uh, backpack up with nitrous. And uh, so there's like this railing right here on the side. And there's like seats in front of the railing. And then there's like another uh, long, long railing here that you enter through and they wind you and everything. And then uh, you go down to the pavilion and there's woods here. So E sits down in the chair right there by the, uh, the railing, looks around, takes his backpack and chunks it behind his back over the railing into the woods behind us. And then we get up, we walk, we go in, walk right up into the woods and he gets his backpack back. We have smuggled giant canisters of nitrous into this fucking festival. It was the coolest shit I've ever done in my fucking life. With nothing to E. E wasn't fucking phased. It was like just another fucking day. So uh, then we go back up. We get our whole uh, half canopy set up, up in the uh, hills in front of the main stage, sitting in front of it, hitting our nitrous, because we ain't worried about it. Once you get the nitrous in, ain't nobody going to fuck with you. Everybody's walking by all jealous and shit. They're like, how'd you sneak that in? And we're like, shh, can't tell you. 
but sitting there the whole time, uh, drinking beer, doing K, and hitting nitrous up there. Amazing. So fun. So I'm sitting there, like, I literally have no idea who's at this festival. I didn't look it up. I didn't think about it. I was just there for the experience. So this cute little girl comes, and uh, a woman a woman comes and, and sits next to us, uh, and she's with a few other people. And uh, I actually had a good many people, like women, that were kind of flirtatious with me a little bit. Uh, I have no idea. It's all good. Uh, and so she was, like, friendly. And uh, she's, she's like, I am so excited. And I was like, what are you so excited for? And she said, because Les Claypool, obviously. And I was like, Les Claypool from Primus? And she was like, yeah. And y'all, Primus is one of my favorite bands of all time. You know who Primus is? The one that sings the uh, South Park theme song? Come on down to South Park and meet some friends of mine. But they also sing, Jared was a race driver. Drove so goddamn fast. Never did win no checker flags, but he never did come in last. I fucking love Primus. That's like my fucking childhood. Grew up on fucking Primus. And I was like, Les Claypool's about to play? And she was like, yes, you didn't even know that? And I was like, no, I had no fucking idea. Les Claypool? I was so psyched on K and drugs with fucking Les Claypool about to play. And then Les Claypool comes on. Literally the highlight of my whole vacation, y'all. I felt like I saw something special. Even E was like, this is the best I've ever seen them. They fucking killed this shit. It was amazing. Yeah, Tommy the Cat, all of it. It was fucking amazing. So, of course, I got up and I danced my fucking drugged out ass off to some Les Claypool. It was fucking beautiful, y'all. I had so much fun. Uh, so, uh, then uh, we went back after that. Next day, final day. We, uh, we're both tired. Of course. We're all fucking tired because we walked 100 goddamn miles. Tired as fuck. Once again, he's like, you want nitrous? Hell yeah, with nitrous. We go get more nitrous. He does his thing. Sneaks fucking nitrous into the goddamn venue like it's nothing, y'all. So we get in there, set up our canopy and everything. And uh, then it starts storming like a biblical fucking flood pouring down. And they're like, ladies and gentlemen, everybody has to go shelter in place. Get cover. Go up inside the uh, main stage over here. This main tent up here. Everybody push into the main tent. We're going to continue the show as long as everybody gets safe. So we all push in. Like back to back. Cramped in like sardines. And Ziggy Marley comes on. And I don't know nothing about Ziggy Marley, but I'm like shoulder to shoulder with everybody. And I'm fucking okay. I'm on nitrous. I'm drunk as shit. He starts playing this fucking reggae and I'm getting down, y'all. It was a fucking experience. I was having fun. It was amazing. And uh, we rocked out to some Ziggy Marley. Hell yeah. So finally, the uh, rain stopped. So we went back to our canopy. And... It is so difficult in the dark when you're on K, when you're on nitrous, when you're on weed, when you're drunk to find your way around. And so I was already feeling like I was in a video game. So the entire thing to me was like a quest, an adventure. So every time like E would want to go get beer or going to go to the bathroom, I would make a game out of it to see if I could follow him to where he was going without getting lost. And, uh, I was always like, on your six, Rick. 
to let him know I was right behind him and uh, he would like try to lose me sometimes and he has long legs and I would have to just walk as fast as I could by little short ass legs to catch up with him but I didn't lose him it was fun as fuck made a whole goddamn game out of it and uh, then one time I went to the bathroom by myself very special quest can you go to the bathroom by yourself Dusty and make it back so I'm walking down and uh, some guy says Dusty and I was like I am Dusty, and it's got a Matthew, the first person to recognize me, at least the first person that said something to me. I could, I, I guess I could have been recognized, and people didn't want to bug me. And he was like, I've seen you around here, but I didn't want to say anything to you because uh, you know, I didn't know if it'd be weird or not. And I was like, what? No, you just made my night. I can't believe I got recognized. He's like, dude, you're the bravest person I've ever known. I was like, I ain't even doing nothing, but thank you. I fucking love you, man. And I gave him a big hug. I said, I'm going to give you a big dusty hug. And I squeezed him really tight. And I told him I loved him and thanked him for recognizing me as fucking badass, man. So if you're out there, Matthew, love you, man. He took a video, too. I'm sure I'm, like, uh, super on drugs in this video he took of me. So if you got that video, Matthew, send it to us so we can laugh at what a fucking mess I am. Is this he high right now? Not particularly. I did smoke weed, like, uh, six hours ago, if that counts. So anyway... Got recognized and found my way back to the canopy and uh, did the rest of the nitrous. The, the Trusky Trucks, I think that was the last band. That was the big headliner up there. I, like, it wasn't really my thing. That particular music wasn't my thing. I just mostly went for the drugs and the atmosphere. So, like, I was exhausted at this fucking time. But I already had a blast, you know. And we already walked 50 fucking miles. So, uh, that was the last night. We packed everything up. We went back to uh, try to get a tram. Unfortunately, we had to make like 90 minutes to get on the, the bus to go back to the RV section, which was kind of dumb. They should have had more buses to take people. That was a little bit annoying. But we finally got back. Next day, I decided to fly home. Instead of uh, go back on the bus with E, I decided to fly back. Uh, so I bought a ticket that night. It was expensive because, you know, it's the same fucking day they gouged you. Uh, so I bought a ticket from Scranton. To go back home the next morning. So uh, he goes against the hotel room. I take a shuttle from the from his hotel. Say goodbye to them. Love them. Everything. Hugs and kisses. Thank you for everything he did for me. Thank you, Eve. That was fucking amazing. And uh, head to the airport. So I'm supposed to fly from uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania to Chicago. Catch another flight from Chicago back to Memphis. Where Jeff's going to pick me up. So I'm on the airplane from Scranton, Pennsylvania to Chicago. Pilot comes on. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, there's a problem with the plane, which is always what you want to hear right before you fucking take off. And he's like, yeah, we have uh, this light that's coming on that's not supposed to be on. And uh, they told us just to reboot the whole plane. See if that fixes it. Because, you know, I guess that's the first rule of tech support. Just reboot the some bitch. So it's unnerving when you're sitting on a plane about to take off. They repeat the whole thing, shut the engines down, lights all go off, dark as fuck, quiet as shit. Everybody's so quiet on the plane, can hear a fucking pin drop. Men or two, plane reboots. And they're like, ladies and gentlemen, good news. Uh, that seems to have solved the problem. Uh, but bad news, we have rules that we have to have engineers that sign off before we leave. And uh, engineers can't get here for another 40 minutes. And I'm like, no! I'm definitely going to miss my fucking connecting flight in Chicago and not make it back tonight. And the next day was July 4th. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get a ticket back on July 4th. I'm going to be stuck in the fucking Chicago airport for days. 
So 40 minutes comes and goes. Finally, they get the plane checked out. Uh, we fly to Chicago, get there. And I've, I missed my flight, of course. So I'm stranded in fucking Chicago. Not, I'm already fucking tired as fuck. I just want to get home. Not in a good mood. So I'm talking to the uh, United people, and they're like, yeah, we're sorry. Um, we got, we're going to book you on another flight tomorrow, 830. It was like 12 hours away. And I was like, fuck, I guess I'll be stuck in this airport for the next 12 hours. And the guy says, would you like a room? And I was like, fuck yeah, I like a room. So they comped me a hotel room at like this really nice uh, Hilton. And they gave me food vouchers, two $15 food vouchers to use in the hotel. So uh, I go, the Chicago airport is like one of the wonders of the world if you guys never been there. I don't know how humans built that motherfucker, but it is goddamn ginormous. So I'm walking all over the place. Finally, I find the bus to take me back to the uh, hotel I got copped. I'm on there. Uh, This thing is packed to the gills. There's probably 30 people on this bus. I'm sitting next to a nice old lady, and I'm sitting there, and I'm still a little bit bit high, a little bit on drugs still, coming down off of it. And she starts uh, telling me about how her husband committed suicide. Right there on the bus. I'm like, wow, this is some heavy shit, man. And she starts telling me how she found his dead body on the bed. And she has no idea. She had no idea he was even depressed. And uh, he was a Vietnam veteran. And he shot himself in the chest. And I'm just sitting there on the bus full of people. Trying to figure out what to say to this lady. I'm like, man, that's just terrible. I'm trying to empathize. You know, tell her there's probably nothing she could done about it. That Sometimes people reach a certain age, they want to go out with dignity on their own terms, but he still should have done that to you. And I'm trying to be like as best I could, but I don't know what to say to this lady on this bus telling me about her husband killing himself. So anyway, uh, I, I had it pretty well, I think. It was nice. So uh, then uh, we finally get to the hotel, get in there, uh, get in my room. It was nice as shit. And they comped me, like I said, two $50 vouchers for food, but you have to spend it at the hotel. And the food is super goddamn expensive. So for $30, all I got was one hamburger and uh, six chicken wings for 30 bucks. It was like 35 bucks. Uh, but man, that was the best goddamn burger I ever had in my life. It was fucking this thick. That thing was amazing. And it was free. So what you going to do? So anyway, I was on the uh, elevator and this cute girl was flirting with me. But I was like, eh, what am I going to do? I ain't going to do shit. And so I just kind of ran away from her like a chicken shit. Man, I ain't got no game. I am so sad. But she was definitely flirty. God damn it. Anyway, I went back to my hotel room alone. Went to sleep. Got me a good night's sleep. And uh, finally made my flight the next day. Flew back to Memphis. And uh, that was yesterday. And here I am. I made it. Greatest vacation ever, folks. Drugcation. I bet like... Few people in history have ever had an opportunity to do something like this. I bet celebrities only get a chance like this. So I'm so happy I took advantage of it. Uh, and I can't fucking thank E enough. And the whole time we're there, E is like, you just found my hat. Oh, that's my famous hat, E. Cool. The whole time we're there, E is like, when you do your show, be sure to mention Spanky Weasel. Be sure to mention Ivy Evans. Be sure to mention all the mods because the mods are really the heart of the show, Dusty. You need to start shouting them out more, giving them more credit, because they are really the ones you should be supporting. So, like, the whole time we're there, he's thinking about other people. And, like, like I said, you wouldn't fucking know it. Just looking at him, the heart of gold this guy has. 
all tattooed up. But man, what a fucking heart this guy has. So thank you, Eve, for being my shaman through this thing. It was really special. I mean, it's the trip of the lifetime, and uh, I, I, can't, I can't give you enough appreciation for it. Yeah, Catalina Garabox. He's like, say hello to Cubert Lover. Mitchie Cubert Lover, I believe. All of you guys, he was mentioned. He's all about it, spreading the love. It's not about him. It's about helping other people. And, like, I guess that's the... Uh, when, when you do these, 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 like, ketamine, when you do those drugs, it puts you outside yourself, and it really does help you kill your ego. It helps you see what's important in life, which is why it's my current favorite drug combination. And E, you know, has a lot more experience than I do. So I guess he has like sat around and thought about this stuff for night. So he's so selfless with it. And uh, it was just a beautiful thing to watch. So anyway, now you guys know a little bit more about E and I do too. I'm proud to consider him a friend now. I got to really know him. And uh, one of my best friends now. I hope we can do it again sometime. That would be fucking great. Love you, E. Thank you, man. And Fat Dusty Dancing. Woo! Scranton, PA. And, like, I know it's probably just because I'm old as shit and uh, I don't look like I should be dancing, but, like, a lot of people came up to me like, yeah, man, you got awesome moves. We love you. You rock. So I felt awesome sitting out there dancing in front of people. I felt real fucking confident. Had uh, some girls in bikinis come up and dance in front of me. Not that I was special. Like, she was grinding on everybody, but she was trying to grind on me, too. And she was, like, in her early 20s in a bikini. So I was like, hey, that's kind of uh, complimentary. So, what you guys got to say about that? Let me read the chat before we end this. Been talking for an hour and 15 minutes. Where is Spanky Weasel? I guess he didn't show up for tonight's show. Probably didn't know about it. We'll get him on the next show. Dusty do what Dusty do? Yep. It's exactly what you expect of me. You all know Dusty's on the fucking goofballs. No shocker there. Ooh, cute little kitten. You guys can't see it because of the thing. Yeah. What's up, kitty, kitty? What? Oh, that's not even a kitten. That's, that's Violet. I thought you were a kitten. You're not a kitten. Um, 650 concert period is a huge amount. Yep. That is a, a full-time job. That is uh, an endeavor. But I can see why he does it. I can see why he likes that family. If you're feeling generous, hook a longtime fan up. Hook you up with what, Chad? So we'll probably be here tomorrow night. Hopefully, hopefully you guys will return tomorrow night for the real show. We're going to talk about all the stuff. Not all the stuff. I, I will never be able to talk about everything that happened in the last two weeks. Uh, but we're going to talk about some stuff. Definitely. Talk about that shit with the Young Turks. And all right, let's see what the Super Chats have to say. Before we get the fuck out of here. Oh, we do have some Super Chats. All right. Of course, uh. Welcome to the Dust Buddies, Janice. Span the path of the beauty. Chat with the beauty. Hell yeah. And, uh. E, E, special shout out to the mods. Like I said, the heart of the show, E, always thinking about others, never thinking about himself. What a guy. Love you, E. Jason Ashby, welcome back. You two stole my super chats. I have started mailing your cash hidden in bricks of cocaine. Amazing. That sounds perfect. They won't find it there. They'll never look. Hit the like button, everybody. Do it. Thank you for 666, unfriendly atheist, very generous. Welcome to the Dust Buddies, El Trade. Anthony Cannon going on a Chicago jerkification with longtime pals in August. Wouldn't do it without them. Also, welcome back. Hey, have a blast, Anthony. Hope you have as fun as I did. Big Black Corvette. What up, big? 
Sorry I'm late. Welcome back, damn it. Hey, you're forgiven. Love you, Big Black. Appreciate you. Super Bowl Joe, 25 hours Canadian, finally catching a live show. No excuses, except my excuse was the NHL playoffs. What? Priorities. I still caught up on all the episodes, though. Love you, dude. Welcome back. Take my money for the kiddies. I will. You rock, Super Bowl Joe. Andre uh, Catron, five pounds, five bucks from the mountains of Central France. Love the show. Love the vibe. You socialist shoe. Hey, I appreciate you, Andre. You rock. Jason Ashby gets a one cultural membership. Thank you for your socialism, uh, Jason Ashby. And he did another one. Always amazing. Right along with Blinat. Glad you had fun. It didn't get too lost. Nope. It was an adventure. That's the way you got to take it. Plus, like, I had a lot of privileges. But knowing that E had my back, like, I, I told him over and over again, like, E is the North Star. Whenever I get, like, uh, lost, I would just look out for E. Just follow him like a puppy. I knew I'd be fine. And I was. I chose wisely. Bob Hawk. 1499 Australia. What up, future motherfucker? Ketamine is the best. Ketamine is pretty good. If uh, anybody out there wants to give me some kitties. P.O. Box is in the description of the video. I wouldn't hate on it. A few years I was working in a remote outback and was in charge of 26 guys. A few did ketamine the night before uh, their one day off. I mocked them till I did it. I love those guys. Yep, changed your whole life. It's such an intense experience. But, like, it's not for everybody. Like, you really have to have the right mindset, and it, you need a shaman. Shaman is definitely recommended for things that you're not used to. Here's somebody for coffee. What up, Cupid Lover? Good to see you tonight. Love you, man. Have to be back. Guy ranting $20. Very generous. You should sell a script of this drugcation movie to Seth Rogen. Not a bad idea. I did, like, write the whole thing down. Like, here's my, uh, I'll show you guys. I wrote this this morning, trying to write down my, I, my, Memories of what happened. I almost ran out of time writing all this shit down. I usually don't write notes for the show, but I was like, I'm never going to remember this shit unless I write it down. Just too much happened. Yay! What up, Catalina? Good to see you tonight. Thank you, Blind Out. It's good to be back. And Shrooms and Hippies, good times, y'all. Yeah, I didn't do any shrooms. I didn't do any uh, acid. I didn't do any uh, Molly. One night when we were at the uh, Grateful Dead, concert we were sitting out in the parking lot waiting for uh, E's friends to come and this nice looking girl probably in her mid-20s walked up to us and she was drenched in sweat I mean it was pouring down her face and you could tell she was on the mollies and she said excuse me y'all but I'm really hot and she pulled her shirt down free the nipples just tits hanging out she had nice perky tits they were uh they had bar barbells right through them. And she was trying to, like, uh, start a conversation with us. Like, what are you guys doing? Who are you waiting for? You guys don't mind my tits hanging out. We're like, no, nah, man, we've seen tits. You do you. But people are not shy there. That's for sure. I just take gummies. That's a great way to do it, taking gummies for mushrooms, because mushrooms taste disgusting. Hide that shit in gummies if you can. Ryan McFadden, $10. Here's my tie to our Dusty Shaman. Cheers, mate. Hey. I mean, I could probably be a shaman if I wanted to. Like, now I could, now that I have a little bit more experience. But I still, like, prefer other people to be my shaman because I like to be guided. Let you enjoy it a lot more than have to babysit somebody. Keep it on City 2, $2. The hills are alive with the sound of Dusty. Yep. Fat Dusty rocking it. Boom. Oh, that's not Fat Dusty. Boom, there we go. Nope, that's Dancing Dusty. Boom, Girl Dusty. 
Hell yeah, girl, Dusty. There he is, Fat Dusty. Get down. Woo! Let's play pool. Awesome. And what else we got? Missed you. You for sure have several letters I wrote you. Hey, what up, Parker? I got them. I got to catch up as soon as I uh, get a few minutes. You do not listen to the chat. I'm listening to you. Awesome. Love you, man. Glad you stuck with me. It's my Dust Buddy anniversary. Hey, happy anniversary, buddy Cooper. Thank you for sticking with me. Appreciate you. And Samuel Beckelli. You and Dead Pirate should try sensory deprivation tanks if you haven't already. Never tried it. I've heard Joe Rogan talk about it. But it's on my to-do list. I uh, joked with E that we ought to start our own, like, uh, resort where we combine drugs and virtual reality. We combine the best drugs with the best of technology together to give people an experience they literally could not get anywhere else. I think this is a multi-million dollar idea, y'all. Anybody want to invest in our technological drug den? Just saying, get in early on that one. All right, before we go, let's see what you guys got to say. Girl, Dusty is hot. I know, right? Bearded lady looking good. How do you allow gifts? Uh, I don't know how you do that. I'm sorry. I'm bad at this. Gooper fans, met up for the final hour. Drug, sex, and comedy all over. I'd watch it. Perfect show. I love girl Dusty. She is a cutie for sure. I'll grow all your magic plants. I want to be head goldsmitter. Done, Bonesy. You're the man. Primus suck. What? Bite your tongue. Amazing bass playing in Primus. That's called The Gathering. Was that a movie already? What happens in that? It's a family story, right? Drugs, VR, and sex. Yeah, I mean, if you want to do the sex, that's all good. Skooma. We just need to legalize all the other drugs. True. Like one of the most dangerous things about drugs is buying it and then also not knowing if the stuff you're getting is pure or not. If it wasn't illegal, it would be nowhere near as much of a problem as it is. It'd be way less dangerous. So you guys be super fucking careful out there. Do not do drugs, as I say. Warning, drugs are bad. Don't do it. And uh, all right, folks, uh, that is my time. I'm going to get out of here. But tomorrow, a real show tomorrow, Friday, Friday, Friday. We're going to see what I can pull out of my ass. Going to try to catch up on some stuff. Never going to catch up completely. Not even going to try to worry about it. But we're going to cover whatever we cover. So thank you for joining me tonight on my drugcation story. Appreciate you. I am refueled. I am ready to go. I will see you guys soon. Love the shit out of you. And as always, don't, don't do drugs. Logic. Good night, everybody. Let's play some gimmick. This is actually a song called uh, The Answer. It's an original tune by Dusty Smith. Love y'all. Some more uh, mid journey. So I had to make me all these.
thumbnails that it picked from. Show you guys real quick before we go. So this is the one I actually picked for the video. It's a pretty good one. But here's the ones that didn't get picked. Here's me. Looking like a scientist. Like I'm in some kind of submarine or something about to implode. Uh, oh, there's old Dusty. Looking like a musician. Here's me in the back of a bus. Doing the drugs. Magic bus, hell yeah. This journey's pretty cool. Here's me looking like a mad scientist doing the drugs. Close off of me in the submarine. More wacky hair, Dusty. Animation style. Some of them are closer up, some are zoomed out. I don't even know what this one is. That sort of looks like they sort of done badass hair next to Magic Plus. More crazy hair. Close to the ether. That one looks like pretty good. That's not bad. I like this one. That one's good. The long hair. Pretty realistic. Pretty ass bust in the background. Gotta dig it. Close up. Haggard Dusty. More animated style. Pretty cool. Alright. Love you guys. Not y'all. Thank you, Jason Asby. You and Dad Parch and Cedric, that's where I should take. I already read that. All right. Good night.